Today's Ryan and Russ show is sponsored by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a new home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the Ryan and Russ show. And don't ask us about it. Ask Coach Nealon. Hi, this is Coach Don Nealon, and you're watching the Ryan and Russ show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. On today's episode, well, you guys know what today's episode's all about. You can hear it in our voice. Just wait till Ryan starts talking. We're raspy. It's been a slow dragon Monday, a Monday that you needed to probably take some PTO. But hey, we're all celebrating. No one's complaining about how they feel. What a game, Ryan. What an atmosphere. It's a great day to be a Mountaineer. It was a great weekend to be a Mountaineer. Uh, felt like a little kid on Saturday. I'm not going to lie. It felt like the mid-2000s, the 90s. That was a throwback crowd. That place was absolutely juice. I've never seen Mountaineer Field, the tailgate lot, the blue lot like that. Um, and Neil talked about it when when they were doing the march in from um, the beginning of the parking lot. He said he's never seen it like that. And and just the crowd, everybody with the with the blue sections, the gold sections. And then the game, honestly, was exactly what we thought it was going to be, an old-school 1990s, basically an Army-Navy game. Yep. Neither team could throw the ball. And we just outlasted them and out-toughed them. And it was, it was a thing of beauty. It, it felt like the good old days. It was an old-school backyard brawl, and uh, it was special. Special night and a special place. It was, it was definitely, that's what we were saying. It's like, I feel like we're in the nineties and we've always yeah. wanted to experience that atmosphere. You couldn't get cell phone service. So you couldn't yep. use your phone to work. It just, it felt like the good old days, Ryan. And it just yeah. going into that game. And what we'll talk about the game here is even, even when that initial drive to, to start where, where Pitt got three, even when they got there and kind of fumbled the ball. Yeah. There was the moments of like, Oh, come on guys. But from the very beginning, Ryan, I always felt West Virginia was the best team. Pitt actually sucks. And I'm not even saying that as a Pitt hater. Obviously, I hate that team. But they are terrible. Jerkovic is a terrible quarterback. No wonder he's a six-year journeyman. It's like sometimes you see like these big quarterbacks with like big bodies. And it's like, yeah, maybe he was really good early in his you know high school career. Really started going up. But it's like, dude, you are not a good quarterback at all. And it, it, it felt good to, to really – just just hit him in the mouth and crush him. He ends up throwing three interceptions. Uh, the, good, the good team was on display, Ryan. The good team ended up winning 17-6. to six. Felt like it could have been a, a lot more. Hey, we almost got it right with that, that pick six at the end uh, to bring it home. But I'll, t- I'll tell you what is we're, West Virginia, that win can easily become one to two. And we'll, we'll talk Texas Tech later this week, Ryan. Uh, what were you most impressed of from the Mountaineers this weekend? What, did, what reassurances did you get? Um, and, and, and where do you think the Mountaineers can still improve from here, Ryan? Yeah. And, and back to what you were talking about with Jerkovic and Arduzzi, you got to give Pitt some credit. They came to play. I mean, that first drive, it was business and they have a clear hole in their team with Jerkovic and Arduzzi didn't throw one pass on the, on the first possession Their Their message was clear what they were going to try and do and, and hit us in the mouth. And they did. And I think they had what 70 yards, 67 yards rushing on the first, uh, possession um and then only 130 for the rest of the game so got over half the rushing mm-hmm. yards for the game on the first possession and that transitions me into what your question is 
I was most impressed with the coaching staff, to be honest. Right. There was some serious adversity in that game. You lose your starting quarterback on the fifth offensive play, and you got to change the whole game plan for a for a freshman and Nico. I mean, it, it and and they simplified the game plan and, and give Nico credit. He had the fumble early, like you said, but he bounced back six and nine for sixty yards. I know that's not a sexy stat line. It's a winning but, stat line, though. <laughs> yeah, but he did what he had to do, and I thought the play calling was great. And we said, run it, run it. And then when you get tired of running it, run it again. And they did that. Jalen Anderson was awesome uh, going for 60, mm-hmm. 60 yards on the ground. And obviously, C.J. Donaldson, he's he's an animal. He's – I mean, he, they need to give him the ball 30 times a game. they gotta, they got to find and get him the ball even more. Um, glad he's going to be all right going forward health-wise. But just the identity of this team. And th- those guys up front in the offensive line just wore down that pit defensive, defensive front. We just kept seeing them – go down one by one by one um, injury wise, because they were just, they were worn down from, from that physical brand of football that the Mountaineers got. So I would say the coaching staff, just not getting too cute and it, embracing the identity of this team. And it's not pretty, but I, I love it. I think it's the prettiest thing ever. Oh, this, this is, this is old school football. And, yeah. and this is how we win. Everyone, you know what? My voice is so rasped right now. I probably for as many yards as CJ John Donaldson had, I yelled, Run the ball, Neil. Run the ball. That was me. If you heard that guy in the stadium, that was me. After every play, I had to, because there was that one play where, where Nico got sacked, and I think it was second and 17. He turns around, uh, gets it off to the tight end, uh, Cole Taylor, quickly, and they, they were able to make up for it. But I'm like, oh, Neil wanted to go back to one of those old Neil Brown plays. So yeah. and a lot of screen balls were thrown. Uh, I don't think really any that I can remember, which, hey, hand the ball off left, hand it off right, run it up the middle. Do it again, and then if you're going to pass, do exactly what. Uh, and that's how great when you have a when you have a tight end like Cole Taylor, and you start to get the defense on their heels a little bit because you're running the ball so much. Then you can just kind of do some of that misdirection we saw him score his touchdown on, where the offense is going that way. He runs across the flat, and you know easy yards, especially in that play that was a touchdown. But kind of going back to the point with with Neil Brown and this coaching set, very impressive. Um, it's kind of what we thought about Neil Brown to start this season, the way he was doing his press conferences, the way he's really taking control this year. You've kind of not seen that like in previous years. He really did a great job feeling the game like we were talking about. And when we don't, like we started that game, Ryan, like we were talking about, kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. The defense was figuring out adjustments, which is fine. Ben, don't break. Field goals are okay. Sometimes you got to figure things out. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, you got the fumbles there, but when we play our brand of football and we do it the right way, the disciplined way, I, there's really not many teams that can beat us out there. When you make the other team beat us, then, hey, they beat us, so be it. But when we we play smart, disciplined football, and that's what we've been worried about with Neil, Brand, Neil Brown this whole time, is he's been buttoned up. And, and he showed that, you know what, I can make adjustments. I don't have to shoot myself in the foot. I can be buttoned up, and look what happens. You win 17-6, to six, and again, that score could have been a lot bigger than that, and you beat the teams that, that you need to beat. And then, hey, this win now can lead into beating the teams that – I mean, who knows what we're getting with Texas Tech and TCU, but th- those are beatable teams. I'm, I'm feeling good about this West Virginia team, Ryan, especially if you're playing different football. Well, well, it goes back to our path to eight wins, and and that path is available because you took care of business and went two and one in the non-con and, and beat Pitt. If you lost to Pitt – the season basically would have been over, but I mean, oh, yeah. th- that, that was a game they had to have. 
and, and, and credit the defense a lot too. Like you said, they got they got gashed early and often. But after that, man, they really controlled the line of scrimmage, made some adjustments uh, against what Pitt was trying to do offensively. And then obviously, once Pitt became one-dimensional and Jerkovic had to make some throws, I mean, he – not to pile on, man, but some of those interceptions, he had guys wide open in the flat and he's thrown it into triple yeah. coverage 20 yards. That He he was awful. And I, he's, I don't know how they keep playing him going forward. But, I mean, we don't have to worry about Pitt the rest of the year. I hope they lose every game. They um, might. That team's terrible. Yeah. Like, well, And that's kind of like going back to where the Mountaineers do need to button up on some things. There were plays that Pitt could have made to make this game a lot closer as well. Yeah. And they, they just never really capitalized when we were being boneheads at first. And, and because they didn't – like, that's a bad football team. But in a rivalry, it's different. You can't look at it as like, oh, you guys should have beat Pitt. Because in a rivalry game, obviously, you throw all of that out. Like, you just, that's motivation. That's emotions. That's, you know, and you could tell this Pitt team self when they're rolling in the, like, the stadium with helmets on because we're scared, you know, batteries are going to be thrown at us. What soft players? I mean, dang, for, you know, Narduzzi's this, this ground and pound fighter. We saw that first drive, but this team around him is not a tough football team at all. This is one of those softer, Pitt teams, but it, it, they're definitely going back to the point of this is while Pitt couldn't create opportunity and we could, and I guess maybe if you want to simplify this game down to the simplest version is we made well on our opportunities. Pitt didn't is this, this team can still get a lot better. The yeah. the defense can get cleaner, but the defense, man, they were that backbone. It was good smash mouth defense. So, Hey, just just keep getting better every week. Learn from those plays that Pitt should have capitalized on so that when you get better teams like Texas Tech, TCU, and you're just in some of those big 12 dogfights, use it to, to clean up a bit. So definitely, definitely areas to improve, Ryan. But hey, from an emotional standpoint, this was this was everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this not to call it the Super Bowl, but it, <laughs> it was it was the game everybody had circled, including Neil Brown. I think we've seen this team get better in a two week period. We we talked about at length going after the Penn State game, which was, was disappointing, was us dropping those interceptions. They they yes. threw us the ball. We did not drop them on Saturday night. I mean, Burks had one, Bishop had yeah. one, Ruffin had one. We were all over the Bishop one. I thought he was gonna pick six it too. Oh, that would um, be great. But yeah, I mean, and all of a sudden we're we're in like the top ten in, in turnover t- takeaways mm-hmm. now in, in the country, which I think it's more of a bend but don't break defense. And one way to be a good bend but don't break defense is you got to get the takeaways. And so far these last couple of weeks, we've done so. And I think this team just will continue to get better and better. Um, that offensive line's really good. And, and I like what we're starting to see from Cole Taylor. I yes. Nice complimenting the passing. I thought the play calling was really good. Some of that misdirection stuff that they were running where they would bring – Cole Taylor, the opposite way of the mm-hmm. which it was, way it was looking like they were going to run, and that just slipped him out in the flat. I, I thought that was good creativity, and I think the more we were able to run the ball, Cole Taylor, it only improves his stock and his role in this offense. The only thing you have to be careful of the bend don't break football. It absolutely works. It's how the Patriots created a twenty year dynasty, but it does leave you opportunities for keeping your defense out on the field for longer, and so that's why not only playing towards your strengths, but keeping your defense off the field and rested up because especially, Hey, you don't get a couple of those turnovers, but you know, your offense is good for leading the time of possession, catch your breath and, and, and run the ball even more, even more reason to run the ball um, to, to definitely save your breath with the defense. Um, 
couple other storylines. Obviously, we know Garrett Green down. We talked about it a little bit in the start of this show. Uh, looks like it's not going to be anything too bad, Ryan. Uh, the Texas Tech game, I guess he's questionable. Or, you know, they're not going to rush him back out, which is a great thing, of course, when we don't want to bang him up anymore. Two, it may be, a, you know, a thing to see what's Nico capable of. You know, can, can he yeah. be that disciplined guy that we just saw on Saturday? And, of course, if he can do that, he's good enough to be the starter here. Um, but in addition to is, you know, it could also be one of those, you know, moves where Texas tech now has to prep for two quarterbacks as well. So not, you know, there, there's a, it's definitely let's, you know, first and foremost, make sure Garrett green's good, take care of him uh, because you know, his, his maturity out there and, and his ability to really scramble and run the ball is a great thing, but I'm not, the, the situation's not dire where you have to rush him out there, as we were saying, because of the way Nico handled himself and the maturity behind that. And now you can use it, like bring him back at the right time, not bring him back as quick as possible because you need him. So a good situation to be in. But of course, we want him back sooner rather than later, obviously. But hey, it, it was, it was, Nico really did a good job. And hey, maybe he's, you know, Garrett Green's kind of in that 50 50 mode. Maybe Nico did. Earn, earn the next start. So I, I'm definitely all for seeing what he's capable of, Ryan. He, it's what we talked about all off season. He's going to get his opportunity yeah. it, it, and, and he got it and he did well with it. So, Hey, it's, I, I'd rather have a situation, a good problem as we like to call it, where you're like, Ooh, who do we start next? Because you know, you feel in this offense that both quarterbacks are capable rather than the, like, who do we start? Cause no one's playing well. So a good problem, Ryan. Yeah, and I like that he was able to be thrown in a game like the pit game where it's on national TV spotlight, and, and he wasn't rattled. He he had the early turnover, early adversity, but you saw the clip of C.J. Donaldson grabbing Nico's chin to keep it up, big-time leadership there from C.J. Donaldson. But I think, it, I think it's probably going to be Nico on Saturday. I don't think if – Neil said it. If Garrett's not healthy, Garrett's not a guy that – you can have out there compromise because he relies mm-hmm. so much on his legs and there, there's not a big drop off between either one. They, they both no. have their uh, certain strengths and then, but for Garrett green to be effective, he's got to have his legs. And if his legs are injured and compromised, I don't want him out there. I, I, I want him to get healthy so that, cause we're going to need Garrett green. If Nico somehow does take the job, they're still going to use Garrett green in packages what, whether it's like the Wildcat and stuff like that. So I just want Garrett Green to be healthy for the stretch run because it's a long season. Um, yeah, man, it, it was, uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this dynamic at the quarterback position plays itself out. And shout out to Ron in the chat. It was great seeing you as well, my friend, in the parking lot, blue lot, and great seeing everybody. Um, yeah, it was weekend. awesome. It was fun. That was, Ron, that was we appreciate weekend. you, man. We got to give Ron a quick shout. Him and his son Aiden came up to us, had the coal miner helmets on. When they go, and I'm like, we're, we're Ryan, we're winning this game, man. There's too oh, much yeah. fun here. Slap the Ryan and Rush sticker right on front. They made us these. Look at how great these shirts are. Made us these shirts. Put together a package bag for us. Thank you, Ron and and Aiden. It was it was an honor. You really not only only obviously the the pit win. Um, us, us meet, you know, got to catch up with the hall of famer, Ryan, before the day started, yep. uh, but meeting Ron and Aiden out in the parking lot, you learn why you put in all this hard work and, and grind it out. So we just want to give you guys a shout out. Thank you so much for, for all you did and look forward to seeing you in the parking lot again, coming up and West Virginia keep on, on winning. So, Hey, it's, 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 we're in a good position, Ryan, the rest of the big 12 is looking weak. 
Um, you know, we can catch Texas Tech at the right time as well. We, we know that they're beatable. Who knows what this TCU defense is after this. And historically, we've done well at Fort Worth after. That game was also announced, I think, for 8 o'clock, right, Ryan, when we played yeah. them. So, ESPN hey, Ren Baker getting these uh, – these these primetime games three thirty this week. So hey, the 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 days of the noon games where I feel like we played at noon. I mean, we we did play at noon. Uh, basically, it seemed like every every Saturday for years. It, it's nice to finally be getting some some national attention and being put where where Morgantown deserves. And like we said, Ryan, to to kind of go full circle here, man. We took a step back in time on Saturday, and it was like this is the way it should to be. This is the way it needs to be. And I think it's one of those. It was one of those feelings. It was one of those atmospheres where it's like, do you know what? This gives you that kind of like hope. We're, we're, yeah, it gives you that hope to like, hey, we're we're getting back to where we need to get back to. So, hey, that that was great, Mountaineer Nation. Way to turn up. The stadium looked incredible. The cheers were great. Sweet Caroline was awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was. It was one of those days where it's like, oh, I don't remember having this much fun in a long time. It, no, no. No doubt. And Rush, I also think we saw multiple national media outlets tweeting out the Sweet Caroline video or just the images of the sun setting as the Mountaineers are running out. It was a reminder to everybody at college football. Like college game day should have been there for that, especially with how weak the rest of the slate was. Mm -hmm. It honestly is a joke that they didn't come to Morgantown for that game in that atmosphere, but they had their other agendas. But it was a reminder that this is a good job. This is a good program. This has a rich history and it's, it's been a disappointing couple of years, but the Mountaineers are coming back. They're not, I hope, I hope you got us when we're down because the future is going to be bright for the Mountaineers. Once again, this is a top 25 job, both in football and basketball and the fan base and the loyalty that was displayed on Saturday night. There was no way Pitt was going to win that game in front of that mm-hmm. crowd. They, that crowd was not going to let it, not going to let, that happened and it was just a reminder how good this fan base is and will always be there's a reason we had our victory cigars before the game ryan it just (laughs) we just (laughs) knew it it just the stars aligned it felt right it was good seeing the the goodyear blimp overlooking uh morgantown as a whole and it was just it was awesome so hey hey camp you know it like you said you can't make this your super bowl even though you know, it was, it was a rivalry game, but you got, you got to keep going here. Cause it only gets harder. Big 12 schedule opens up. Got to get Texas. Got to get these teams while they're down, kick them while they're down uh, sort of thing. And we'll preview of course, Texas tech this week with the got, got the good old gambling gotchas on love those guys. Excited to have them on. We're doing updates around the big 12 as well. And then we'll talk of course, keys to victory for Texas tech on our usual Thursday show. Uh, but this could really be the spark start of something great, Ryan, this, the spark that gets, Mountaineer Nation going and hey let let's let's get those eight wins we keep talking about Ryan let's Neil yeah. Neil Brown might stumble his way to be an eight win coach this year with just the way things are setting up but hey it, it feels right if it, it feels it feels the way it should and just just keep winning life's life's good when you keep winning as we as we were reminded of on Saturday Ryan no doubt and we owed Pitt one we owe Texas Tech one they've been mm-hmm. kicking our butts these last couple, couple of years. And it's always been a letdown spot. So it's it's time, like you said, it was it was a fun weekend, but time to turn the page and let's let's start getting ready for these yeah. Red Raiders and start start Big Twelve play one and zero for a change. It, 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 let's get off to a fast start. Great start, yeah. yeah. And hey, I mean, if this is anything too, look how good Penn State looks. You said, Ryan, you you were talking to me. You're like, this actually might be the Big Ten representation in the playoffs. Yeah, and maybe that, maybe yeah. And that was a good like. Hey, this West Virginia team hung in with them. Like we, I mean, we don't need to go back to that game, but we, 
that score was not a representation of this actual game. And then we come out, beat Pitt like that. Be a good litmus test for how we'll do in the Big 12 this, this Saturday. But keep that momentum. Keep it rolling. Schedule's actually starting to look pretty good for these Mountaineers, Ryan. Starting not to look like we're going to be 14 out of 14. But, no. hey, you got you to you start strong here. So, hey, we got a great, great more shows for the rest of the week on the Ryan and Russ show as well. Uh, again, we love you all. It was it was great meeting those in the parking lot that we did meet. We had we had such a fun time. Um, and let's just let's just keep this rolling. Shows are shows are a lot more fun to do coming off a win, Ryan, than coming off a loss. So make no our doubt. jobs easier, Mountaineers. No keep on winning. We 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 love you all, and we'll we'll start breaking down the rest of this Big Twelve and, and Texas Tech throughout the rest of the week. So have a good day, everyone. Keep healing up. I know you Steelers fans have to continue watching Monday night, so you may <laughs> need to continue healing up as well on on Tuesday tomorrow, but have a good one all and, and, and go Mountaineers. Get some rest. Go Mountaineers.